Hey, hey, it's Dan Taberski. I am popping back into your feeds for a second to tell you about a new podcast that I think you're going to like. It's called Not Lost. On each episode of Not Lost, host Brendan Francis Noonan takes you around the world, learning about new places by getting invited into a stranger's house for dinner. From Montreal to Mexico City, he is joined by guests to drink, dance, eat, maybe drink a little more, and learn as much about themselves as the places that they visit. Not Lost is a great travel escape, and it's also just an insightful look at people, the locals and the visitors alike, trying to make sense of a constantly changing world. All right, here's a preview. In this clip, Brendan and his friend, the writer Danielle Henderson, arrive in Montreal in the dead of winter to make the first episode of the show. What are you doing? I'm shaving my chin hairs. <laughs> what is that thing? It looks like a little magic marker for princesses. It's like supposed to be used for bikini shaving. There was shave. I didn't know that women had those. We have a lot of secrets, man. We got a lot of tools in the tool belt. That's a tool for below the tool belt. Not in my case. Because when, when I go out of my house, I can actually see my chin hairs in a better mirror than the one I have in my house. And I'll hit up a hotel and I'll turn on the magnifying mirror and be like, oh, there's the forest of hairs. And I'll shave them off. This is the unvarnished travel show. I don't wear makeup, but I will shave a chin hair. This is not lost. Ah, look amazing. All I wear is overalls and jumpsuits now. A travel show about going places to find yourself. Each week, a friend and I go to a new place and try to get invited to someone's house for dinner. I feel like you wore the turtleneck on purpose. That's been my signature move. I'm Brendan Francis Noonan. Those boots are something else. And that's my friend, Daniel Henderson. Those boots are all business. There's snow boots, man. We've just met up at Trudeau Airport. Just staring at the people coming out of the plane. They look Canadian. You'd think they would just look like us, but they don't. They look better. They look like they have health care. Episode one, Montreal. We're gonna, I think cabs are this way. Bonjour. Bonjour. See that? Oh, oh my goodness. Woo. Oh my God. Freezing. Why did we come to Montreal in the dead of winter? (laughs) Well, because most travel shows would come here in spring or fall. Yeah. I mean, you're talking to someone who flew in from Los Angeles. I have a bag with my Birkenstock sandals in it because that's what I was wearing this morning. But I wanted, like, authentic Montreal, man. Like, I think, like, this is what separates the Canadian wheat from the Canadian chaff. So we need to establish on this ride that you're a TV writer, I am a like audio journalist person, and we're both single, we're on the wrong side of 35, we're looking for connection, creative meaning, a hand to hold in this mad, mad world. What's that? My only plan was to get on a plane and show up. <laughs> it's rad to see you, and I think we're gonna have fun. So basically, I need to do this travel pod thing. We also have some people we're gonna meet. Very excited. And I would like to hopefully insinuate ourselves into someone's home to have dinner because I feel like that's the real way to meet them. When you say it like that, I can't imagine anyone else turning us, anyone turning us down. I'd like to insinuate myself into your home. Um, I'm going to switch mics, so don't say anything interesting. Where are you all from? I'm from LA. Okay. I'm from New York. Okay. So that there is the Olympic Stadium. Yeah. And uh, you will see we are actually on an island. 
which is, uh, yeah. I love it. Montreal is cool because we, you know, we we are like Americans without the baggage. We can watch and kind of laugh because we're across the border, but we're the same. Like, you, you might even think I'm from Jersey, right? I thought you were from yeah, New Jersey. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what an Anglophone Quebecer sounds like. Just like Can you this. say a quintessential Quebecer Anglophone sentence? Yeah. All right, let's go get some poutine. Or, uh, oh, did you try our smoked meat? All right, did you get some bagels yet? Yeah. <laughs> what about what about if you're just talking to your family or friends on a Sunday? Uh, well, since I have three teenagers, I don't talk much to them because they're... <laughs> They're teenagers, but here, you'll notice all the signs that we have around. They're all French, yeah. but if you notice, there will be some parts of it in English. Yeah. But they have to be, this is a law, a, a third of the size. Mm. We've got the uh, Office de la Langue Française, the French police. Yeah, go around and... Go into your establishment and measure your sign and make sure you're conform. Oh yeah, we've we've tried to secede from Canada. One time it was real close. Uh, it was like I think forty nine fifty one. It was yeah. like every all the the head offices and companies just up and left, and uh, the wealth left. And so what remained was nice, beautiful, easy to live, lovable Montreal. This is it. All right. My my tour has ended. Give a card. I I don't, but I'm I'm Uber Daryl. <laughs> I thank you, eh? Thank you, right. Daryl. Watch yourself on the ice. Woo. You're welcome to grab my arm here for these icy regions. Here's where it gets treacherous, though, because now it's snow on top of ice. I think you just have to walk like an old person your entire walk. I just want to point out that a small child ran past us like she was just walking on grass. Just fully ran past us while we take our old bones down this street. In my high school yearbook caption, I wrote a message to my unrequited crush. It said, Dear E, our artist loft in Canada waits. I'd never even been to Canada or a loft. But somehow I'd gotten this idea that it was a place for culture, romance, and affordable real estate. Three things I still long for. He's married now with two kids. But at least I made it to Canada, albeit in the dead of winter, with my friend. Oh my gosh, there's a cat cafe 10 feet from our door. That's insane. I Danielle and I drop off our bags and head to the Museum of Fine Arts. As good a place as any to learn about Montreal's creative roots. So it was a city where it was like much more important to be a sculptor than a doctor. That is really cool, whatever Ooh, that is. There. I saw it last time I was here. My name is Heather O'Neill and I'm a local Montreal author. These look kind of like Giacometti, it's a little bit, right? Yeah. Like with the skinny, elongated limbs. This is Louis Archambault. He has sculptures in parks too, I believe. This is like such a style. I always liked it, but my dad would try and show me like this is crap. I love the idea of him bringing you to all these works of public art just yeah, to point out how horrible they are. Terrible. It's phony, phony. So we're making our way into the Quebec Arts Pavilion. You're not a historian and you're not responsible to explain all this to us. If you read anything, you encounter the, the quiet revolution. Is there a way to summarize that for pretty quickly to kind of what that was? All right, here I go. Okay. <laughs> do your worst, do your worst. We'll just go to the 60s when it started. 
all the sort of good jobs in Montreal and all the executive jobs were held by English-speaking people. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the um, companies, were they were all owned by Anglophones and they would only give English-speaking citizens the jobs. And then what happened was there became, began to be a cultural movement where um, they decided we're just going to overthrow this predicament we're in. So the, the, the French, like the lower class. Yeah, the lower class francophones were like, this is just enough. One of the big movements was they they made education all the universities free. So you ended up with this like massive class of young people who came from working class backgrounds, but were incredibly educated. Mm. And um, so obviously that created like radical thinking. So we're in this permanent exhibit called The Age of the Manifesto. Mm -hmm. Do you recognize any of these? Oh yeah, this is Riopelle, who yeah, is sort of our Jackson Pollock. He's incredibly well regarded in Quebec. Yeah. That's is that cool? Gorgeous. Even someone myself who came from as lower class as you get in the city, I still went to McGill University and had like a top rate um, education and yeah. then was, you know, kind of thrown back on the street corner and I was like, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> I've just read a lot of Henry James. <laughs> so there's this kind of irony and there's a humor when you're able to um, suddenly talk about your odd um, down and out predicament, but in the language of of um, yeah. like academia, liter yeah, and academia and literature. Yeah. And so th then it becomes, everything kind of becomes like tongue in cheek and absurd yeah. and you kind of have this like Beckett-like feeling. That's a beautiful oh. summation. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for meeting us today. Oh, it was fun. What's, what's going on tonight? What are you up to? Oh, um, I, I have like a, a deadline. I'm asking because we're kind of trying to get invited to a dinner party. Uh, because it's a place where you can genuinely get to know people instead of just being tourists, you know? I would love that, but I have like a chihuahua who is uh, aggressive towards strangers. I get along with dogs. But it would just over, overwhelm him, I think. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, I, I, it seems rude. I know no, it's okay. Day, Everyone but... said Canadians are nice, but apparently they're... <laughs> no, but if you bring people, my dog's going to bite someone. Okay, and... that would not be a good outcome, but you have health care for those people. <laughs> uh, what is your dog's name? Hamlet. I don't spend as much time thinking about how I'm going to die alone when I'm traveling. But I get to travel with someone I love. Oh, see, we lo I love you too. And also we get That's to eat as much. very sincere. I love you too. There's a lot of therapy bills behind that. You're so white. I love it. Uh, it is, it's nice. It's nice to kind of... It is nice to travel with money. This is Ariane Saint Laurent. Thank you. When my last radio show ended, fairly abruptly... I was a little concerned about your mental health. Yeah, I was, I was a little bit lost. You know, I went from having this rad show where I spoke with Neil deGrasse Tyson and Scarlett Johansson to my deli guy being the only person I spoke to on any given day. Yeah. But now at this show, I'm trying to get myself back out there. Dude, this is exciting. Let's play a game. Like, let's just name what comes to mind when we think of Montreal. I definitely think of poutine. Of course. Leonard Cohen. I think of cute guys. They're everywhere. There is just that kind of French, like, undercurrent where you're like, ooh la la. What is this, like an 80s perfume commercial? Please never say that to a woman here. 
I want her to say it to me. <laughs> oh God, I can't breathe. <laughs> So that was a preview of the great new show, Not Lost. You can listen to more episodes wherever you get your podcasts. I think you should check it out. I really think you're going to like it. And thanks for listening.